regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features of show. Hello and welcome to the Regular Features Podcast News Blast that we present wow. weekly, updating you on all the bad, bad news in the world. I'm joined by sports correspondent Log. And I'll be telling you all the goals that happened on the wickets across the pitches of this fine land. And the weatherman, Rainy Stevens. It's clouds, 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 and gloomy weather to come. High pressure on the Western Front. I'm the anchor dragging you down, down, down. I'm Joe Scrabbles, and I'm going to take you on a journey through isolation. I, I've, I've The sketch is over. I thought it was quite good. Yeah. <laughs> well, to say that not a word of it was scripted, mm. um, it was not mortifying. <laughs> <laughs> and there's plenty more of that. What have you got to show for us this week, Mr. Anchorboy? I already said, I'm taking you on a journey through isolation. I actually segued beautifully into my own feature. Oh my God, you actually did it. I thought you were just talking generally because that's what everyone's doing. Oh, Yeah, that was a, that was a very, very broad description of your feature, Joe. Okay, it's about a fucking boy with a mouth, no mouth in my garden. <laughs> <laughs> My feature is how to get a workout in at home. And I'll be taking you around the rainbows of Nottingham with a very fruity German friend. Onward! Ooh, squirty squirty, you squirty birty. Ooh, squirty squirty, you dirty birty. How's everyone doing? I'm good. Uh, I had a question for you two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've... I've got an obsessed with uh, a webcomic that takes place only on Twitter called Mr. Boop. Have you seen Mr. Boop? No. I have it's, not. I've got a really noisy keyboard, so I'm not going to look for it now. It's by a, uh, a... I think he's a comedy writer. I think he's worked on good things. But he does a daily four-panel comic called Mr. Boop that's just about how his wife is Betty Boop and how he really loves Betty Boop and finds her really hot and their marriage is quite good. And that's it. And it's got about, I don't know, I think there's nearly a hundred, like a hundred issues now. And it is well worth your time because that man can find a lot of ways to express his admiration for Betty Boop. (laughs) Wholesome wholesome admiration without ever going creepy. Oh, no, it definitely gets creepy, but it's creepy in the the level level to which he is in love with Betty Boop and her body. <laughs> it's, it's great. That's Every day just, he, he focuses just... on a different arc of her hip. <laughs> I mean, it will get there. Like recently, it just went to. I'm not even going to. It's spoilers for Boop. I can't spoil Boop for anyone. Um, Do you have to start at edition one of you Mr. Should Boop? Start from, you should start from issue one of Mr. Boop. Yeah. Because they've just yeah. moved into Boop 2, um, which, is a new, uh, which is a new sort of run. Um, it's, it's was real, there a it's was there good. a game changing end of Boop One? Yes. Did, it was, did you think this was changes a, everything? There was a genuine like arc shift in what was happening, and quite a it's lot. Like had at happened. the end of Lost Season One, where Locke is banging on the top of the hatch, yeah, when and it, the light comes on, when it moves from Channel Four to Sky One. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if he'd moved it to Facebook, it would have an equivalent effect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just to you and the readers, I, I heartily recommend Mr. Boop. You should right. do it. Webcomic recommendation of the week mm-hmm. from Joe there. Yeah. Do we, can we do a quick jingle for webcomic recommendation of the week? Have you got that yeah. queued up? Webcomic recommendation of the 
you should definitely make that log. <laughs> I will. I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it on. Um, I'll use my <laughs> use that synthesizer thing because I got really excited. Having <laughs> made a really bad version, seven hundred quid to do a shit fucking version of the Seinfeld theme, and I've never been happier. But you spent seven hundred pounds on a synthesizer. Yeah, I wanted to see, get back into playing the piano. Isn't and your business a- going through troubles? <laughs> oh, I bought, the, I bought the synthesizer about six or seven months ago when, oh, okay. the, when the skies were clear and there were the, whatever clouds there were on the horizon just looked like candy floss and deliciousness. <laughs> Do you look at that synth now like it's the way out? <laughs> like, <laughs> if I get really good at the Seinfeld theme. <laughs> <laughs> just press a speaker against the window and just play it to the cars as they go past my pub to remind them that we're a business. <laughs> When all you've got is a Korg, every problem looks like a synth-shaped nail. <laughs> I, I want to workshop that. <laughs> Just one more feature. Give it to me. Delicious ice cream. Sorry, you're recording. From Italy. Regular features. I haven't been on regular features for a while, and it's because my lady got the Rona. Rona. Uh, it's fine. She didn't die or anything bad happened to her. She's in the other room. <laughs> I'd love it if you did that intro and she had died. <laughs> you'd love it, oh, if, yeah. my, you'd love it if my girlfriend died. <laughs> Bad news, guys. She didn't make it. But I've written a pretty funny feature about it. But I am back. <laughs> That's the upside. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, she's fine. It's all right. But I, I've been... Um, I'm now halfway through the two-week mandated don't ever leave your house thing. A mm-hmm. rule that I've stuck to uh, and only broken to take out the bins and the bins have felt like, um, you know, at the end of Shawshank Redemption when he's in the rain on his knees? That's yeah. exactly how I felt while I took out the bins. And also, actually, even more so, watching uh, Anna go for a walk for the first time in a week today was like being in Shawshank and watching someone get released. Everything oh. is Shawshank. But I, were, you covered in, were you covered in prisoners' feces Yeah, uh, as you... Cried in the rain. And I call my salt and pepper shakers the sisters. And I and I worry that they're looking at me ba- bad. Sometimes uh, I really yeah. wish I'd seen the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> uh, I love how you say that in the, in the past tense, like there's no opportunity for you to ever see well, this film. Well, ironically, you also said it like Morgan Freeman's narration in the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure I'll probably recognise it all. Like half the things I've seen after watching The Simpsons, I probably recognise every bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but wh- I-, I thought I'd turn a problem into an opportunity. And what I've got is a 10-point list of the learnings I've made while being uh, isolated to the point of no leaving, no even walking and that. Um and so I thought, I'd, it's like it's told through my narrative experience of the week, but it's ten. Po- it's a ten point list, you know. It's your classic format. <laughs> so I'll go. <clears throat> Tip one: stare out of the window. Ah, the window, the wall that pretends it is air. If I believe hard enough, I too can pretend it is air and almost feel the warm wind of an Easter weekend playing across my cheeks. 
It burns a bit because those cheeks have become faded and wan over the last week. Such is the dusky gloom of my flat. But I welcome the burn and I welcome everything about the window. I welcome its long, flat shape. I welcome its pretense to nothingness. I move my head close to the window, convinced now that it truly is air, and I'm ready for my head to pass beyond the window frame and into the outside world where I can sing a song to the sky, a happy song like Sir Duke by Stevie Wonder. And then my movement leads my lips, already pursed and ready to go, (laughs) Those lips touch the glass, shattering the illusion, but bringing to the fore a new feeling. I'm horny for this window. (laughs) Tip two, kiss the window. Fuck, I love you, window. I love how you actually are a wall, but a wall wearing absolutely nothing. You look so hot in that see-through sand window. Oh, mama. And you're an amorphous solid that will melt slowly into the bottom of my window frame over the course of years. Come here. (laughs) Tip three. Notice the mute boy looking at me. I peek open one eye to see if the window is loving this kissing as much as me, and that's when I see him. You see, my paramour, the window, reveals the back gardens of several of my neighbours, who I've come to know and become mildly interested in during my incarceration. There's the couple that only seems to eat outside, and it's always just little bits of fruit. And there's the family the next road over with the daughter and the mum that always seem to dress the same, but never use the garden at the same time. So you'll occasionally look out and feel like the daughter has aged dramatically in minutes. And then there's the mute boy. The mute boy stands in his window, the topmost, squaremost window of his long, thin house, looking like some portrait-ass motherfucker. He has big, wide eyes, which you can see all the way from my house, but I can't make out his mouth, which is why I call him the mute boy. He always appears at his little window from the bottom, not the sides, like he's doing that thing where you pretend you're arriving on an elevator for fun. But he doesn't seem to be having fun. This elevator is all business, and the mute boy's business is looking straight forwards out of the window toward me, the man kissing his window. I stop kissing the window. The mute boy's put me right off it. (laughs) Tip four, make fresh coffee. One nice way to pass the time while stuck in your own house forever is to turn normal tasks into more interesting lengthy ones. Instead of putting socks in the drawer, get drunk and hide them across the house, turning getting dressed that week into a scavenger hunt. Instead of pouring water from a tap, collect droplets of morning dew by running a thick sponge over the backside of that fucking sexy window. (laughs) And brew pots of coffee instead of making instant. It's a nice way to set aside five minutes of time to reflect and let your mind meander from topic to topic, a break from the weird pace of isolation life. Tip five, wonder about the mute boy. As I watch my coffee brew, all I can think of is the mute boy. What is he doing in that window all the time? Does he have a small mouth or no mouth? Is he actually on an elevator or perhaps a dumbwaiter of some kind? His action is so smooth and the jerk of him stopping at the window is kind of hilarious if he isn't on real machinery, showing a real attention to detail for the mime. If I didn't think he was some kind of freak-ass monster portrait boy motherfucker, I'd think that kid was destined for the stage. I shake my head ruefully at the thought, and with each rueful shake to the right, my vision passes over the closest window. The sash one that lets drafts in, not the sexy one I sponge bathe and kiss. And through <laughs> that sash window, I'm sure I can see the mute boy, who quickly disappears again as my shake forces my eyes along their inverse parabolic journey back to the left, a journey they've taken due to so many rueful shakes. 
I'm so convinced I've seen the mute boy while shaking my head on the right that I shake my head for far too long, well after my rue is full, increasingly convinced that, yes, the mute boy is in his garden for the first time. Like a stroke of genius, I then remember that it's easier to view a fixed point, like a garden with a mute boy in it, if my head is not shaking, and I slow it gently to a stop, making sure to leave it angled to the right for prime mute boy viewing conditions. That action completed, I carefully turn the rest of my body underneath my head like some kind of robot cop, so that the centre point of my sternum becomes aligned with my nose, all of me now placed parallel to the disgusting sash window ahead of me. I am finally ready to see once and all for all if the mute boy is closer now tip six see that the mute boy is closer now yes the mute boy is indeed closer in the garden of his house as i mentioned earlier it was time to look even closer to examine what was really going on with the mute boy tip seven observe Before you the start m- seven <laughs> yeah can i just say that i have been practicing looking at something whilst shaking my head, and it is the most natural thing in the world to keep your eyes anchored on something. No, not if it's to the right of the rest of your body, though, because then you're Uh, seeing it every time you turn your head to the right. mm, Your nose gets in the way Um, for a fraction of a second. Okay, okay. Now I'm I'm back on board with the story now. Sorry about that, but I have just to... I had to sort that crinkle out. I welcome the the criticism. (laughs) Tip seven, observe the mute boy's stillness. The mute boy was incredibly still. He stood completely upright, hands limply at his sides, and wore a white button-up shirt, black shorts, long black socks, and purple Yeezys. What unnerved me was realising that while the bushes, shrubs, mosses, algaes, and herbs that make up a typical British back garden were swaying gently in the Easter breeze that I imagined earlier would burn my nice pale cheeks, none of the boy's clothing showed any sign of being ruffled by the selfsame breeze. He must have some access to some crazy starch, I thought. Most incredibly of all, I appeared to have been right all along. At this distance, I could indeed see that the mute boy had no mouth. A terrible affliction, to be sure, and despite myself, I felt a pang of pity for the stank-ass portrait cleep clowning freak motherfucker, despite my fear (laughs) at his sudden movement. I watched him for several minutes, eyes fixed on eyes, ready for him to move. He never did. Never shivered, never shifted, never gave his arm a little scratch. Nothing. At first, I was petrified, but in the sense of fear, not Medusa-style like him, although you should acknowledge the cleverness of the double meaning. Slowly, that feeling subsided, and I got quite bored of the mute boy, so I just sort of went away. Tip 8. Prepare a cake. Baking is a long process, fairly labour-intensive, and has an obvious and delicious payoff. It's the perfect isolation activity, and it's sweeping the nation. To make take my mind off of the boring mute boy, I made a chocolate cake with a simple icing glaze. It was delicious, and took up a good couple of hours. At one point, I did feel like a mouth appeared in the cake mix while I whisked it, and each whisk made it form another syllable, and even though it didn't say words, the mouth shapes formed single-syllable words that it said in order, I am the boy's mouth and I'm lost. And I could hear them in my head. But once I got it in the oven, it didn't really matter. Tip 9. Replay Steam World Heist on the Nintendo Switch. While I waited for the boy's mouth, I mean cake to bake, I turned my old friend I turned to my old friend gaming. Sorry, baseball, commonly referred to as America's favorite pastime. There's a new global pastime, gaming, and global includes America, baby. And, and the it's gaming. It was time to flick sticks, <laughs> as the kids say on the websites. 
Right now, I'm replaying SteamWorld Heist. It's a fun game about robots that mixes XCOM-like tactics, rich 2D animation, and skill-based shooting to make for a strategic experience that just can't be beat for my money. I hadn't actually played the DLC before, which was a nice surprise, even when I realized that the new character was a mute boy without a mouth who wasn't a robot and didn't use guns and just sort of looked at me. Still a 9 out of 10, though. <laughs> Tip 10. Remember that the mute boy is basically a character from a live feature I did in 2017, who in that case was called <laughs> the boy that we found and abandoned the feature you're writing. Right now, I realise that the incredibly strong image I have in my head for the mute boy is because I once wrote a feature about people we had killed in the podcast, and one of them was a bad Photoshop of a Victorian boy with no mouth. So my best time-wasting tip for isolation is to rip yourself off and waste everyone's time. Oh, hey! That reminds me of the time that I wrote a feature about um, that song, The Boy Does Nothing, I've got to buy with two left feet, and where I went on to think that, well, he's got two left feet, but... The, she then goes on to sing about how he can dance. <laughs> and I wrote a feature which postulated the fact that her boyfriend is a horse because that would be the perfect <laughs> explanation <laughs> of the two things. <laughs> and I wrote the feature and then lost it. And then I searched my um, Google Docs for it and I'd actually written the feature twice in two radically different ways. And I got so <laughs> embarrassed that I don't think I'd ever, ever... Uh, performed either of them. That's brilliant. Hopefully I'll do it two more times and I can do a whole episode on my own with my two left feet horse features. <laughs> I really hope that the horse in both features ended up wearing cha-cha heels. <laughs> oh my God. I like a regular feature. You like a regular feature too. Regular, regular feature Malfunction. Malfunction. And now it's time for Steve's regular feature, Steve's workouts you can do from home. As you all know, I'm an exercise fiend. I like to work up a sweat, get the old heart pumping, and really put myself through the ringer despite the lockdown. I'm a fit boy with muscles to boot, (laughs) and I'm not about to slow down for any old COVID-19, let me tell you. So I've devised a fresh and fun workout routine that anyone can do from home. Would you like to take it on with me now? Yeah. Lay it on me. Okay. I shall insert some Mr. Motivator style music now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, number one, inverse squats. I want you to take eight regular squats and just flip them around. Place your legs on the ceiling and push as hard as you can until your knees explode and your shins go flying across the room. Once you've done that, we're on to double leg lunges. Place both arms against your naked thighs and squeeze them like two giant hairy skin-colored grapes until they both explode and your kneecaps go whizzing across the dinner table and land in your mother-in-law's soup. Three, highest kicks. You've heard of high kicks. Now try the next best thing. Kick higher than anyone has ever kicked before near a Guinness World Record adjudicator to unlock a special blue plaque with your name on it. Then hurl the plaque as hard as you can over a hedge. Do this five times to achieve an optimal full body workout. Number four, the puppet master. Crouch down next to an open window and perform a bawdy puppet show over the windowsill until a conservative bird sees it and flies down to peck your puppet's eyes out in protest. Grab the bird with both hands, now strangle it between your powerful calf muscles until it either begs you to stop, or even better, 
implores you to keep going. <laughs> Coming up next is the triple pump standing thrust. Reach down and grab your ankles, then stretch your knees out as wide as they'll go. Now arch your spine towards magnetic south and scream until the intense pressure in your abdomen causes your hip bone to be ejected from your torso with the same force and sound of a 3.5mm floppy disk popping out of its drive. Place your loose hip in an Atari ST and you'll find it contains a copy of 1987 platformer Nebulous or whatever <laughs> other game might be funny in that slot. <laughs> Finally, it's the mega sit-up. Lie flat on your back with your legs bent slightly. Place your arms against the side of your head. Now tighten up your core and draw your chest up towards your knees. Open your knees and continue traveling through them until your head is parallel to your shins. But don't stop here. Keep on going past your shins and you'll soon reach your feet and then the floor. This is where most people give up, but don't let that stop you. Press on through the floor, pushing hard against it with your face and you'll find yourself underground with the worms, heading deeper and deeper into the cold, cold soil. Keep going until you're thousands of miles beneath the surface of the planet, far from your own body, on a sit-up that will span eons and make ancient <laughs> gods pay attention. Transcend the physical plane as you emerge from the opposite side of the world and out and out and out into the formless void of the galaxy, making sure to exhale as you do. Now relax. Do two or three sets of ten reps each. <laughs> what were the noises you were making, Joe? You I were was barping? At the start, I was doing the workout. And then it got a bit too much, so I stopped. Hi, I'm the monolith from 2001, A Space Odyssey. And I've got a bone to pick with you. Why aren't you listening to the Regular Features podcast? Boys. Yo. The coronavirus just cancelled all the new emojis. What? What? There will Cancel? be no new emojis in 2021. What the, the fuck? Unicode That's... consortium has packed up, packed up. There's it's no... time to reopen emojis. Imagine how much people are going to want new emojis in 2022. And imagine what they could be by that point. That's so much time to think. They'll be needlessly complex. <laughs> yeah. They're probably going to have smells attached to them. Mm, future. They're going to be fully 3D. They'll come out of your phone. There's going to be such a backlog, like a buildup of pressure for emojis that we're going to have like a, a thousand new emojis come out in 2022. They're going to go all the way back to original and all emojis will have 3.5 millimeter jacks. They'll all play really loud sounds when you touch them as well. And they'll all play their sounds at the same time when you open up the emoji keyboard <laughs> vying for your attention <laughs> you can sh you can only shush one of them at a time by putting your finger on top of it but that just doubles the volume of all the other ones <laughs> <laughs> the so loudest emoji is the shushing one ironically weird <laughs> and you will actually be able to fuck that red uh, dress dancing lady which will be amazing because finally that's the sexiest emoji so yeah i'm going to i was going to do my regular feature now but instead i'm just going to leave the room and hopefully someone who has got a feature will come in and replace me okay it's disappointing he doesn't have a feature this week but we've all put the legwork in apart from but here we go. Hi, I'm Wolf Blitzer. <gasps> I just came in. I just got on the horse that Log left on, the Clippity Clop horse. And um, um, when I'm not, you know, you know me, when I'm not being a political pundit and I'm 
I'm pandering to the unceasing whims of my rude little kitty cats. But what you didn't know is that I'm also a prominent art critic operating mainly in the East Midlands. Mind you, I have recently been excluded from the Nottingham Contemporary Gallery after I broke in at night so I could experience all the art on my own terms. And (laughs) as it turns out, there is a local gallery watch scheme in Nottingham, which means a photo of my face with a cross through it has been sent to all the curators and gallery bigwigs. (laughs) However, I am Wolf Blitzer, and when I encounter an obstacle, I slap it, and then I walk around it, looking at it like it's no big deal, really. Sometimes I throw my head back and laugh so the obstacle knows it hasn't upset me. And then I run back and slap it again. (laughs) Anyway, I am currently between galleries, as you know. So I was thrilled to see that some local artists had decided to put up artists of things that the artists do, the pictures, the drawings, if you will, of rainbows in their windows. And this really brought out the art critic in me. So I would like to share some of my juiciest local reviews. Just before I do this, are people putting up pictures of rainbows in your area as well, or is this just Nottingham? They are. This is an NHS. It's a thing, right? Oh, it is. I've seen as long as it's a thing everywhere, not just in my area. (laughs) It took me a while to work out what it was. (laughs) There was someone in my building's WhatsApp group was like. I don't have any children, but if any of your children would like me to hang up pictures in my window, just let send me know. your children round my <laughs> house. They can sw- get, get your own fucking children. Yeah. They can they can choose a window, but they'll have to come in and stick it on themselves while I watch them do it. Just draw your own fucking <laughs> rainbow. Like no one outside's going to care if it was a kid or not. Exactly. They might think yeah. you're just a really good kid at drawing well, rainbows. Yeah. <laughs> But then they'll think, that fucking adult is trying to embarrass our kids by doing a real... They've used what are they going to do? Come fucking- round? Who gives a shit? <laughs> so anyway, I I've, I'm back now. Hello. Hi, Wolf. So, I'll have a hi, Joe. Oh, Wolf, before you carry on, can I just quickly yeah. ask, why yes. do you call yourself Wolf, but, yes. you, but you don't say Big Vigs? <laughs> it's just a quirk of a proper name uh it's just, just that's how you it works i should have said big vigs fuck me <laughs> big vigs would have been funny <laughs> anyway, first off i will review the rainbow in 72 ramsey drive now this rainbow looks like it has been drawn by someone who has no fine motor skills whatsoever the arcs are imperfectly rendered and lead me to believe that the artist is a stranger to a set of compasses. Then there's the bold black lines separating the colors. This seems like a bold statement to me. The rainbow is quite literally a fucking spectrum, so to parcel up the colors like this seems to say nothing is a spectrum. Sexuality is not a spectrum. It is, in fact, the seven-point Kinsey scale, first published in 1948. Doing a poo is not a spectrum. Every poo you do can be finely calibrated on the seven-point Bristol stool chart. The artist is saying here that seven is enough. Also, the rainbow lands on the ground in front of the house, which is just crazy. I love it. Wild. See me after. And now, (laughs) so good. Now for the rainbow I saw in 110 Mapley Crescent. Now, no, no, dear me, look at this one. Between the red and the orange, they have put a brown bit in. (laughs) 
Brown is not a color in my rainbow. Notes on crosses board, not my rainbow. Speaking as Wolf Blitzer, I am dogmatic about the colors of the rainbow. When Gilbert Baker invented the first gay pride flag in 1978, not only did he change blue to turquoise, he went hog wild like a silly boy and added a hot pink strip at the top. I was outraged at this perversion of a natural phenomenon, so I became incredibly homophobic and dedicated my life to calling gay men willy woofters and asking them to, and asking them to leave my guest house. <laughs> Needless to say, this really ate into my two other hobbies, sucking fat dicks and devouring the asshole of every man I meet. <laughs> It took me so long to react properly to Noughts and Crosses board, not my rainbow, which deserved so much more, so I have to interrupt. Thank you. A lot of thought goes into my reviews. <laughs> Luckily, very soon after Gilbert Baker did his bad flag, Harvey Milk was assassinated. And as it turns out, and this is perfectly true, there was not enough hot pink fabric to go around for all the milk flags everyone wanted to wave about like they just didn't care. So, for a brief and beautiful moment, at the turn of 1978, as it melted in the mouth of 1979, the gay rainbow flag had the correct number of colors. Praise be, I said, and turned my face back into the ass that I had secretly never stopped eating. <laughs> But then, for reasons known only to the organizers of the 1979 San Francisco Parade, and to anyone who has read the Wikipedia page for Rainbow Flag brackets LGBT, they decided to get rid of indigo, just like that. Poof. No indigo. Never to return. <laughs> Look, honestly, I don't mean to go off on a tangent, but you can see now why I cannot tolerate the addition of this brown stripe. <laughs> I get enough of those on my nose eating this guy's messy ass. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway. Is this guy there? Wolf, where's I, this I, guy? You can hear me talking. If, if I was there, let me just turn right. I will finish it whilst eating out the ass for you. Thank you. Anyway, bad drawing. <laughs> No, you have to take a breath. Anyway, bad drawing. Everyone in your house can suck a wolf titty. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only feature where Log laughs more than anyone else because he's so in character that he forgets it's not <laughs> it's him. Well, I, I, you can write down everyone in your house can suck a wolf titty, but actually saying suck a wolf titty is just... <laughs> It's the first time I've heard it. Uh. <laughs> anyway, next, 55 Albert Walk, a rainbow there. Now, this one has a picture of a nurse on it, and it says, thank you to the NHS heroes. Oh, dear. Someone really needs to keep their opinions out of their artwork. Why would anyone want to make rainbows political like this? It is beyond me that you can have a beautiful thing like a rainbow, and someone has to act like a child and make it not a and make it about not letting old people die in a pit. Oh, boo-hoo, my grandmother is in a pit now. Oh, boo-hoo, her arms and legs are all willy-nilly. Grow up! <laughs> 123 Trevor Dunbarton Boulevard. Now this rainbow is so sloppily drawn as to be a blasphemy. 
It is an insult to the covenant God made with us, his humans, after flooding the whole world because he didn't like dinosaurs. Oh my God. Speaking as Wolf Blitzer, I wish I had been there that day. Sorry I had to get everything so damn wet, God would have laughed. I just hated Stegosauruses so much. Anyway, hey Noah, hey Noah's sons, everyone's wives. To make it up to you, here are some colours you can't touch. We're cool. Yeah, we're cool. And Noah would have said, oh yeah, we're cool. And I would have waltzed in and said, not so fast, God. Take a look at this picture some idiot drew 2020 years and nine months after you decided to finger blast a fit virgin. And God would be like, well, that doesn't sound like something I'd do. I have the utmost respect for women, especially fit virgins. And I would say, oh, yeah, that's why you just drowned all of them except some wives. And God would say, "Mm, you got me there, fella. Let's have a look at this picture then. He's John Wayne now. What a crazy guy (laughs) God is. (laughs) And God... And God would look at the picture that was drawn on the window of 123 Trevor Bundarton Boulevard, (laughs) a picture drawn without any talent or guile, and he would say, In the future, is everything I do going to be a drawing exercise for children? And I would say, Well, a lot of it, yes, but mostly the Ark. Children love drawing lions and snakes on the Ark. And God would think for a bit and then say, Okay, Noah. Kick the giraffes off the boat. We just need to have another quick flood. And Noah would say, Oh, what, mate? My wife's going to shit a brick. And God would say, I just don't want children to draw giraffes on me ark. There's just no way to do it sensibly. They'll either stand on the deck and make the boat look stupid, or they'll have their heads sticking out of a pothole, which, to be honest, won't look any less stupid. Oh, yeah. Fair play, said Noah. And he turned around to explain it to his wife. But she said it was okay. She'd heard everything because God had a huge, booming voice. So yeah, if you're drawing to God might cause him to do a giraffe genocide, maybe you shouldn't be drawing anything because God, need I remind you, can see all of our drawings. Six man was caught. (laughs) I should take a breath. (laughs) Now, this rainbow is okay, but there's virtually no archway at the bottom. The violet pinches shut at the very base, like a tiny bruised anus. And when you begin to look at it like that, all the other colors as they spiral out simply look like a different bit of the bruise as it is aged throughout the buttocks and into the body. I want to sit for five minutes with the artist and ask him how this anus became so bruised. I'm sure there's a funny story behind it. Once I slammed my thumb in a car door and it went purple, so I wonder if it is possible for a person to slam their anus in a car door. It certainly warrants further investigation. Memo to self. Something to try out? Oh, to hell with it. Vivate. <laughs> okay, so I'm outdoors now on a busy road and I'm slamming my bumhole again and again in a car door. It wasn't easy. The buttered meat does get in the way. But if you position yourself correctly, you really can get the lip of the door to connect directly with your anus. And isn't that what art is all about? <laughs> to feel something new? To feel anything at all? I am Wolf Blitzer and my asshole is singing! Regular <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Oh. I've had a wolf of a time. I don't know about you guys. Oh, I've really enjoyed it. I'm, I've been talking my own voice for so long now. It's been lovely to forget myself, throw myself into the wolfy waters. If you'd like to suckle from the teat of wolf's titty, <laughs> no, do the exact opposite of that and be our wolf's titty to suckle from, mm. you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and donate per episode. I would like to shout out some of our most recent patrons who've jumped on board, the Patreon Pedalo. <laughs> I call them the dangling wolf boys. <laughs> Sorry, please carry on. <laughs> Is that the name for our fandom? Yeah, dangling wolf boys and women. <laughs> like the Fannistons and the the believers. <laughs> oh, I, think oh, so. I could name the, two. I didn't, I didn't expect myself to be able to name two. <laughs> <laughs> the Billy Bob's horn from... lovers. <laughs> Let's welcome, give a hearty regular features welcome to these new readers Alan, Niall, O'Neill, Joshua, Alexander, Henry, and Adam with an, a pledge edit, an edited pledge up to $1.69. Damn. Which, oh, baby. if you recall, is the sex number. Yummy, yummy. Thank you for listening. If you can't support us on Patreon, just keep listening and tell your friends. It's the fun thing to play out of your windows during a lockdown. Yeah, play it at eight o'clock on a Thursday and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Regular Readers Podcast. Thank you. Good night. Bye. Bye.